The Ponder Podcast exists to encourage the soul-nourishing practice of pondering the Bible with friends. Welcome back for our last episode of Season 2. I'm your host, Laura Hardin, and we've been in a series flooded by grace, pondering Paul's letter to the Ephesians. Wow. This series, these conversations with friends, your feedback has all been a highlight for me this year. So enriching, so helpful, and I just love anything that draws me closer to God, and this has definitely been one of those things. Well, today we will be pondering Ephesians 6, 21 through 24, the last few verses of the book, Paul's Closing. Before we do that, I want to ask you to consider partnering with this podcast by becoming a patron. Give whatever amount you choose, a one-time gift or a monthly gift as small as $1. I'm so grateful for every single patron that we have. They are the reason that we can do this. They are the reason that we even have a website. Thank you, Lord, for friends who believe in this work. All right, let's jump in. Ephesians 6, 21 through 24 reads, So that you also may know how I am and what I am doing, Tychicus, the beloved brother and faithful minister in the Lord, will tell you everything. I have sent him to you for this very purpose, that you may know how we are, and that he may encourage your hearts. Peace be to the brothers and love with faith from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. Let me pray for our time. Lord, I thank you for this time to ponder your word. I pray that you would revive our soul with these verses today. I pray that you would open our eyes and ears to know wonderful truth and to love you more as a result of that truth. Help us cling to you out of love, not out of fear or obligation. Thank you, Lord, for this space. I pray for your blessing to all who hear it. In Jesus' name, amen. I always say let's focus on what stands out the most, so I'm going to try to do that here. There's so much I could say about Paul and how he focused so much on the good news and the church that he didn't spend like any time in his letter updating them on how he's doing or how the church is doing where he was at. So he's going to send someone else (laughs) to them to give that update about his welfare. For now, he's like, let's focus on the gospel and its implication on our lives. I just think that's amazing. And that's an example to follow. Well, the thing that stands out to me the most is the last part of this passage, verse 24. Grace be with all who love our Lord Jesus Christ with love incorruptible. The Christian Standard Bible translates this as undying love, a love that will never die, a love that will never be corrupted. This is a closing. It's also a blessing. And I, I, I kind of want to say it's also a bit instructive. It's similar to the greeting that we read at the very beginning of the book. He started the letter with grace and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ. And he ends with grace be with all who love our Lord. 
The blessing is for those who love the Lord, the Master, Jesus, or in Hebrew, Yeshua, Messiah. Not merely brother or friend, as we like to think of him, but Lord. Referred to as the beloved back in chapter 1. Do you remember that? The Father loves him with an immense, incorruptible love that can't really be measured. And so do his children. Who are these people who love him with love incorruptible? To whom is Paul referring? How can I be sure that he's talking about me or that he's talking about believers like me? I would never describe my love as as incorruptible. But if I believe in God, if I believe that he will complete the work that he started in me, if I believe my salvation is secure and thus my love, then this must be true. It will never die. It will never run dry. It will never be corrupted. In fact, I think it would be okay to say that it will only grow, right? We know we're not perfect. We know our love just does, it pales in comparison to God's love for us or God's love for Jesus. But we know that our love will remain and that our love will grow. Like Maria Dick mentioned, one translation of Ephesians 1, 7 through 8 states that we've been lavished with love. In Romans 5, 8, Paul states that the love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And we know that the Holy Spirit was given to everyone who has saving faith in Christ Jesus as a guarantee of our inheritance until we acquire it. So if we have the Holy Spirit, friend, that means we have the love of God in our hearts and that this is a love that is incorruptible. That should comfort us. We also know from this book, Ephesians, that grace saves us. Paul says, grace to all who love the Lord. Well, all who love the Lord only do so because of the grace that saves them. We have been blessed in the beloved, and we will continue to be blessed with grace upon grace upon grace upon grace upon grace to the glory of God. We hear songs like, All I have is Christ, and Father, you are all we need. And that is what this all comes down to, right? All I have ever needed, I have found in Christ. In Him, I have peace, I have love, I have faith. I can't even take credit for this faith. He started this. And so as we move into thinking about how we can practice this passage, as I consider this for myself, I just think about, all my wrestling this year, all my struggling. You guys heard me talk about bits and pieces of that throughout this season. At the end of the day, what helped me through that? What got me back to my feet? It came down to me needing to remember and behold and embrace the heart of my heavenly father. His great incorruptible love for me and his great incorruptible love for the church, despite all that's wrong in her, despite all that's wrong in this world, despite all that's wrong in me, his love remains. And because of that, I can love. Yes, there's much to pray for. There's much that's not right, that's messed up, but he has given me peace. And this is, friend, this is personal. God, the maker of heavens and earth, my Savior, my Lord, my King, my friend, my brother, my God, He 
has given me peace. I'm not talking abstract. I know how low I was. And I'm telling you, friends, that He has given me peace. He's given me love. He's given me faith. Faith in who He is, but also faith that He's still at work today. And ultimately, He's given me Himself. And I'm okay. I'm more than okay. Because when I remembered Him, when I started paying attention to Him, oh man, when I started paying attention to Him more than paying attention to this world and all their confusing messages, when I started paying attention to Him more than paying attention to the messiness of my heart, I remembered and I experienced joy. Then I was able to look at everything else rightly. So my application today, the way that I want to practice this truth from today's passage is to continue in the love of God with intention. Friend, your turn. How can you love on the Lord today? How can you remember the Lord and His love today? What does it look like for you to love Him today? Sure, we can sing some nice songs. We can talk a good talk. And there's a place for that. That's our expression. But does our love also look like yielding to His authority and leadership, trusting Him and moving forward in obedience? Does it look like yielding to that, you know, when you feel that uh, compelling or compulsion to love those around you as though you were loving Him? Does it look like that? Something to think about. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me in season two of the Ponder Podcast. I'd love to hear from you. Email me at theponderpodcast at gmail.com or DM me on Instagram. Let me know which episodes you loved or what you love to hear in an upcoming season. I just love to connect. Till then, grace to you and peace from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. Have a blessed week. How sweet the name of Jesus sounds in the believer's ear. It soothes the sorrows, heals his wounds, and drives away his fear.